0: Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage.
1: Hey everyone, Kyle Maloney from the Savage to Sage podcast. I could not be more excited to have Corey Carlson on the show today. Just to give you a background, I met Corey about five, six years ago, and uh, he's been an unofficial mentor from afar for quite some time. Corey is the current CEO and owner of Connector Consulting. He's also an author of When at Home First, Rise and Go, and the former president of sales at Groundwork Solutions. Corey, couldn't be more excited to have you on the show today.
0: Oh, Kyle. Well, thank you very much for having me. And Love to uh, just have this conversation and maybe share whatever I can with your audience as far as my ups and downs of uh, you know going from corporate into entrepreneurship. So thank you.
1: That's great, man. You know, we met when you kind of started the coaching. Specifically, I remember you know purchasing your first book uh, when at home first. Can you just kind of tell me a bit about your current company and the path that kind of got you here today?
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, so what I currently do right now is I'm an executive coach, author, speaker, and, and really my my passion is to help business leaders increase their impact at home and at work. And the whole reason that I'm doing that is, well, really, because I've lost it both. And so as I lost it both, I at different times was able to kind of overcome some of those challenges and, you know, put together some, some content, some frameworks that my coach shared with me. And then you know, I- additional mentors and resources and put that in together. So that's what I do now. But how I got here is kind of a whole nother story. And and, and that's obviously relates to a lot of different listeners from the standpoint of, you know, maybe doing something for a career that all of a sudden pivoting. And I'm a civil engineer by degree. I got my degree out of University of Missouri and then started in Kansas City in the civil engineering space, didn't like the design aspects of it. So I switched and I got involved in sales of technical products, selling bridges, storm sewer, you know, real sexy stuff. (laughs) And uh, so I started doing that in Kansas city. I had success. They, you know, your typical sales trajectory, you you, you grow the territory, they cut in half, put another guy next to you and then say, go do it again. Well, luckily I, you know, fortunately I was able to do it again. I just have loved sales and working with people. And so got promoted moved to Denver, Colorado, where I managed a bunch of people in States. Then I got promoted and moved to Cincinnati, which is where I live now. When I got to Cincinnati, I was VP of a $120 million division. And Kyle, I was, to be honest, I mean, I was a little bit in over my head. Um, I had an imposter syndrome, which, you know, I mean, I still can have to this day in, in my space now, but it's a little bit like, uh, you know, is everyone going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> is everyone going to find out that I don't know all of the leadership tools and tricks? And so I was managing people older than me. I leapfrogged my boss. I was now managing him. And, and so how this kind of all looked in my life was, you know, I was skipping the gym. I was skipping my quiet time. You know, while the family's hanging out, my laptop's on my lap and I'm doing work. And so I just, I was working all the time. And so my schedule was hectic. I just, I really felt like I was wandering. So I talked to my boss, who I, who I really liked, and I just said, hey, I, I love when we're together. Hey, I learn a lot from you, but when we're, we're not together, well, you know, more times than not, because we're both traveling different parts of the country. So he's like, hey, get an executive coach. I've always had one. I was like, oh my goodness. Well, I wish you would have told me this sooner. But I got an executive coach. It's a, it's a guy that you and I both know. His name's Brandon Schaefer, and I hired him about 10 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long, and he's still my coach to this day, and, and sometimes even we work together you know, through collaborations. But I talked to him this morning. I mean, you know, in a coaching session I had. So even though I am a coach, I still have a coach because, uh, you know, I need that accountability. I need the encouragement. And so I hired Brandon to be my coach and it was a game changer. I mean, it changed my life. I know it sounds extreme, but one, it changed my life. It's now what I do for a living, but also just changed my life because I looked at things differently. I mean, my perspectives changed. I got different frameworks to look at. And, I, you know, i basically, I had a guide to help me which was of significance. I mean, I, I love reading books. I love listening to podcasts. But what I would find would definitely happen before I had a coach, and now it's why I'm glad I have a coach or I'm in mastermind groups, is you listen to like one podcast and it says, hey, do the square method. Or, you know, and then you read a book and it says all leaders need to do the circle method. And, you know, and then something else says do the triangle. And I would basically paralysis by analysis. I'd start to do the square. Well, now I got pivot and do the circle. What was so cool about having a coach for me was Brandon would be like, all three of those are great. They all work. We're doing the square. Okay, great. Let's go. And that's all I needed. And and so we went forward. And so that's how it's been. And, And so Kyle, as I was leading that division, I just started leading differently and I became a better father, a better husband, a better leader. I then took one more corporate move where I was president of sales. As you mentioned in the intro, I was president of sales for this company. I had 30 salespeople throughout the country working for me. And these were the tools I was using. I was, And I was talking about their, you know, their whole self. How are you leading at home? Are you dating your spouse? Are you being intentional with your kids? Hey, at work, are you time blocking? Are you focused on just the three big ideas for the day? Like all these things. And what happened was they started getting better as well. And I was like, wait, if this helped me and it's helped these 30 people. I want to go do this for a living. And so it started to stir in my heart of leaving corporate, which was a 20 year career. I mean, we could talk a long time about the kind of identity challenges I had of going from a corporate career guy with a, you know, a fancy title, maybe even the scarcity mindset of having a the highest, you know, paycheck ever to going to zero to be a coach. Like I, I experienced all of that, absolutely. And so my wife, because my wife, you know, when we got married, she kind of thought she'd be marrying this civil engineer who would go be a CEO of a civil engineering firm, and you know, kind of steady Eddie life. Well, I've thrown that way out many times. I mean, we lived in three cities. I'm now a coach and a speaker. We pay for our own insurance, you know, as opposed to a company pay for. So we, we we've kind of done it all in that regard. So, anyways, I decided to leave corporate to become a coach and now you know thanks to God's provision I get to do it full time and 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 help leaders you know have greater impact at home and work
1: that's great and so like this leads to the next question but kind of like what made you kind of decide to jump into it you know like you saw that there was the personal transformation for yourself you saw that it was affecting other people the people that you were leading but was there kind of was there a bit more to it that for you that you're like I want to make the jump. I want to do this as a career. This is my next move.
0: Yeah, there was, I mean, I wish I had a nice, succinct answer to help that individual thinking right now, because I'm sure um, <laughs> it would be helpful. It helped me. And when I saw it help others, I was like, there's something here. And I, what I do know when I was going through all this, and even to this day, is there's many, many leaders who are just they're they're kind of accepting status quo like that's just the way it is like your if your marriage is mediocre uh it's just the way it is sorry it's just who you know kind of who you are and if you know you don't have a great connection with your kids I'm, I'm sorry it's just it's the way it is in your house you can't get it better and if you don't have if you lack purpose at your job well, I'm sorry you know everyone else loves their job except you and there's people that still believe that and i mean and i can have my days where i'm just like gosh darn it man why you know why are my wife and I in a funk. But what I started to see is there are many people that have lukewarm marriages, You know, they're not present with their kids, they think it's all about provision instead of presence, they, they lack purpose and drive at their job, they think it's just about trying to get the largest commission check. And so when I got to see that there is a way and with intentionality I could change any area of my life and I could also help other people do it, I was like, I wanna help these leaders, who think that life has to just remain the way it is? And hey, you know, it's, it's like when you when you got something you know can help others, you just, you want to go. T- I want to go tell everyone. And so that that just be that became kind of a drive. And then I just I, I kind of started to feel I was being called into it, like it was almost a calling for me to try something. And then that's where it got really hard because I didn't have the guts to make the jump. You know, there's a long time I was wrestling with it and and not only was I wrestling with it but so was my wife and and that, that's a big part of i think any of these list, you know any of the listeners their spouse is also on a journey too so it, it's a it's a combination of you know you you've got to kind of press into some of your thoughts and beliefs on the matter but also have grace and patience for your spouse of what that can look like cuz because for you know for my wife holly i mean she is uh i mean she's she's awesome Like on the Enneagram six, for those that do the Enneagram, I mean, she asks a lot of questions. (laughs) She's loyal, and you know, but a lot of her questions aren't. I always used to take them as slams, like she thought I was an idiot. But now, as you know, as I learned more about the Enneagram and even her, it's just her questions aren't really necessarily even about me or to me. It's more about her, like. How does she prepare her own heart, her own mind? How far left is she going to have to go? How far right is she going to have to go on this journey? And so her questions were more just preparation for her, not necessarily a tax on me. I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for a long time. For a long time, I didn't know that. So anyway, what ended up happening was insurance, like who's going to pay insurance or volatility of our income. What the heck's going to happen? Or, you know, you make good money now. If you started zero in coaching? How long till you get to a, a better number? And kind of all of those. So that was happening with her. But also I I had a journey myself of you know, like I mentioned, identity, provision. You know, I go from a C suite guy who reports to private equity, uh, you know, leadership to all of a sudden now I'm, you know, kind of a zero nobody coach and or any speaker. Then, you know, I, I unfortunately can fall in that comparison game as well. And I'm looking at all the other big names coaches and speakers out there. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're way ahead of me and I'm just starting. This isn't gonna work. So you know, all imposter syndrome. So for me, the journey took time. There were, there were healthy days when I was doing, I was in a good spot. I knew it was taking time. I was doing what I could to, you know, kind of prepare my heart and mind for it. There were other days that weren't that great. I was frustrated. I was like, let's just go. This, this is torture. I love the phrase that my coach shared with me about it's the idea of the waiting room. So while you're in the waiting room, like even in a doctor's office, if you think about it and you you can waste time just grab the the magazine that's there or just aimlessly scroll social media while you're sitting in the waiting room, or you can be intentional with that time. And it could be, you know, replying to a couple emails, maybe using that as solitude and reflecting uh, on a couple questions that you're thinking about until your name's called to go back, see the doctor. I mean, so there's this difference between being passive while you're in the waiting season or being intentional. And so there were just days where I, I was very, very intentional with that time. And so, I'm getting ready to go kind of make the jump, but I'm really not ready. And and I end up, I end up getting fired. So I tell all my clients to be bold and make courageous decisions. Well, I've I made of some bold and courageous decisions, but this particular time someone else made it for me and I got fired. And so that may happen to somebody out there. I will say, Kyle, if I would have got fired probably a year before, I would have been crushed, rocked my identity, rocked my world, you know, kind of who am I? But this time, but the timing, and that's just kind of how God worked in my life is when I got fired, I was like, all right, let's go. Thanks for the clarity. Thanks for the clarity. And I got a four month severance package. So my first phone call was to my wife and I said, babe, I got good news, bad news. Bad news is I just got fired. Good news is I got a four month severance package. Can I try to do this coaching thing? And she says, yes yeah, four months. <laughs> 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 no, nah, she said a little bit more loving than that, but, uh, but I did really have four months. I mean, you know, yeah. so I did, I hustled, I I, I went and got, ba- I I wouldn't call it 50% of my income. It was not 50%, but I got to a level that I was like, this is good. I, I, I let's call it 50%. I need to go find something else to, for that other 50%. And I did the things to a local manufacturer here in Cincinnati, I helped with sales and business development, and so it was 50/50. And then my heart was to still go coaching and speaking, so I got it to 75/25. And then I got it to 100/0. We went all in on March 1st, 2020. That's when we said goodbye to this hybrid <laughs> oh, job. I'm going all in. So the best time ever to launch a uh, you know, a coaching speaking time is March 1st, 2020. It's exactly what we did. So Uh, one thing about me is my timing hasn't always been perfect, although it turned out to be pretty darn sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot there for a listener to hopefully soak in. There can be some gold in in the patience, you know, in that waiting room, because there's more things at play than just you getting to the next thing. It may be your spouse needing some things to kind of work through you needing some things to work through. And the overall timing may just not be right for you to make that jump. For whatever reason, but that doesn't, you know, one thing that I've always kind of learned throughout life, it just, you know, it doesn't always mean no. It may just mean not yet. Yeah. But I was continuing. The timing doesn't line up yeah.
1: exactly right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's so much wisdom that you've shared, just in kind of explaining your story and kind of just the preparation to get you to where you're at right now. So, uh, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that, Corey.
0: Hey, you're welcome. Hopefully, someone got some of it.
1: One of the things that you know, like you've already kind of alluded to, but one of the things that I I I like to ask, you know, typically you can talk about like, hey, as an entrepreneur, it's it's known that you're going to face, you know, a lot of hours, potential burnout, and those types of things. And so, typically on the show, we ask, what do you do to prevent burnout? But I kind of want to flip that question on its head and say, like. What do you do to fuel and inspire yourself on a regular basis to kind of get you excited to kind of like fulfill your mission?
0: Yeah, there's a, uh, man, I could take this a lot of different ways. Well, one thing I'd love to offer up your listeners, Kyle, is, is is a free book. One of my books, you know, and I've got a landing page you can go get there. It's corymcarlsoncom forward slash free book. And the l- listeners go there, pick the book you want, win a home first or rise and go. I'll talk about both here in just a minute and uh, pay for shipping and handling. The book's yours. And and the reason I want to think, I think about that right now is in the book, Win a home first. It is to basically, like I mentioned, I lost a home first. And so I, unfortunately I had to learn some tools and some frameworks and some ideas to help me figure out how to be a, a corporate leader and still be an intentional husband and, and parent. And, uh, you know, it's not all over yet. I mean, I still got a couple kids in the house, but I got a college kid and he still <laughs> likes us and we hang out and it, it's good stuff. So I think I'm doing, you know, it, it worked out okay. But inside that book, put together a vision statement. And when I was getting burned out in my, uh, president of sales job, and there was this part Kyle, where I was just, this was before I even wanted to go into coaching but this is, I was president of sales. And it's like, is, is really all I'm here on earth is just to drive revenue and EBITDA and increase EBITDA for this company? Like, is that really what it's all about? Like, this seems like this is going to get boring and old real fast. Matter of fact, it already kind of started. It is because, you know, we we'd have a record breaking year and guess what? Let's go do it again. Matter of fact, we're going to add 10% to it. And it just, it felt, it was tough. So working with my coach and it sounds so simple, but I'm telling you, it's so impactful was you need to put together a vision statement. Just a simple 10 word or less pithy vision statement puts a little fear in you, but also excites you. And so for me, in the book, went Home First, I put together these five P's and just do a brain dump. You know, probably what problems, that's one of the P's. What problems have you overcome in your life that you want to help other people? So you start writing things down that you're good at. Maybe you can take complex problems and make them simple. You know, maybe, you know, like me, I've I've had some challenges, you know, in my personal life that I've conquered, and I want to help others do it. So you take those five Ps and you put it together in a vision statement. And I put this vision statement together probably eight years ago, and it's the same one to this day. And it's to connect people to greater performance and even more significant purpose. And there's a listener's probably listening to that and like, that's kind of dumb. Like, I don't like that. That doesn't do anything for me. It's not supposed to. <laughs> It's for me. It's for me. And it gets me fired up. And I I know it. You know, it's been the same one for eight years. Now, for that listener who wants to create their own, they can create their own. And it doesn't have to motivate me. It just needs to motivate you. And so I've loved it. And so what changed, Kyle, on my job is when I was in that corporate job, instead of traveling to a city where I had a sales engineer working and just kind of cracking the whip and let's get that revenue and let's go, go, go. Instead. I was going there and thinking, hey, how can I connect him to greater performance? And how can I connect him to an even more significant purpose? And so for me, performance is winning at work and winning at home. So I would talk about, hey, man, are you you dating your spouse? Are you being intentional with your kids? And for work, it was like, hey, how are our numbers? We've got to hit our numbers. Otherwise, we're not here. (laughs) You know, we're, we're getting fired. In purpose for me, it is a faith thing. It is to connect people to to God, and if not, I, I did have uh, some non-believers on the team, which I didn't just talk faith. I just was talking about, hey, he's selfless, you know, serve others. How do we serve our customers better? And so, in all that, Kyle, it is what gave me that oomph I needed on those bad days at work. Fast forward to right now, what I do, I can still have some bad days. I mean, it's hard being out there trying to go grow a coaching business and getting speaking engagements, and so I still have that that vision statement for me of hey, this is I'm trying to my mission is to you know hop on LinkedIn or you know do a podcast or write a book because I want to connect people to greater performance and even more significant purpose. So that's at home first. That is vision statement is one of the cool tools that is in the book. So you can get that. The other book, Rise and Go, which I wrote the book Rise and Go after my uh, launching in March 1st, 2020 of the business. (laughs) And in that, March 13th, and not that we all want to go down memory lane of of COVID, but March 13th was Friday. I'm not a superstitious guy, but uh, Friday the 13th is when the world kind of felt like it started to shut down. And... uh, that day with mass mandates, stay at home, all travel restrictions, all that kicked in. I got a few emails from speaking engagements that were canceled. and So uh, 35% of my revenue was canceled or vanished that day. Wow. So I was scared. I was frustrated. And I just, it was like, are you it for me and in my quiet time, it wasn't very quiet. I mean, I was frustrated. Like, hey, God, did I miss something here? Like, I thought we did this together, 50-50, 75-25, 90-10, like 100-0. Like, what happened? Like, I did my end of the deal. Where are you? (laughs) And so I was so frustrated and even like, is this just another time I got impatient? Oh, is this another time I missed the sign? And so anyways, with all that took place over the next couple months, I was pointing a different scripture that was inspirational to me. I had cool guests on my podcast, uh, Went at Home First, where guests had great stories of resilience. And I just started putting together some content, some ideas that were helpful to me to get back up. Well, over the course of the next year, I had 60 different one-on-one clients through the coaching program. And what would happen is one of them on a call would just be like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about this or wrestling with this. I'm like, hey, I, I got this like content that I've just been noodling on myself. Here, why don't you think about it? And they're like, oh man, this is awesome. So it became battle-tested. So after all that, I was like, well, there's a book here. So I put together the book, Rise and Go. First 10 chapters are to help give you the courage to get back up. The next 10 chapters are to help give you the confidence to move forward. And at the back of the book is the Rise and Go Manifesto. I'm not the first person to come up with the idea of a manifesto. I get it. Um, But I put together one that spoke to me. It's eight different parts. The Rise and Go Manifesto. And so you, 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 your question uh, many minutes ago was, hey, what do I use to get fired up and get moving and get excited? The vision statement. And then I got a Rise and Go Manifesto. It's a very long, big document. Uh, it's 14 pages on Google Doc. I do not read it every day, but I, I go to it a couple times a week proactively where, and I don't look at it all, but I'll, I'll skim through something. Maybe I see some pictures of the vision board. Maybe I see some I am statements that I need to look at. Um, and you know, just, there's some other cool parts of it and that helped me. And then I also go look at it reactively. If I feel like I got just my, you know, punch in the face or kicked in the shins, it's like, I need to go look at this. I I need to get picked back up. And so those tools have helped. And, And so really the whole thesis of rise and go, the whole book is all leaders get knocked down. It's just the great leaders get back up quicker. So what could it look like in your life if the next time you got knocked down? we're able to get back up quicker. And so rise and go is a resource for leaders to have. And you know, there are 20 small little chapters that you can just bite off a chunk each, you know, each day.
1: Love it. That's amazing. It seems like this firm established bedrock that you're operating from, which is just so good and so healthy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. And it may sound good and healthy on a podcast, but the reality is like I'm living it just like the listener. I mean, I, I truly am. I, I I really am. I mean, I have these tools I have, like, and I know about them and I know they work It's because I'm using them. Like I just didn't write them and send them off to the publisher and say, Hey, here you go. It's like, I'm, I'm using these things. I mean, I've got looking up my whiteboard right now, I've got a couple, I am statements written up there for right now, for what I'm feeling, what I'm dealing with and thinking about it. And, and I'm, you know, and so it's just like, I, I've got these different tools that help me because it is hard out there. It's a grind. All of our businesses are tough. And, you know, whether it's head trash or whether it's the devil or whether it's somebody said something unkind to you at some point, it creeps back into our heads. And we're just like, hey, you'll never make it. You're not good enough. You know, hey, last quarter was pretty awesome. Like this quarter, the trend is bad. And it's because of you, <laughs> Like, and that's what we hear and we think, and we all can do it. And so we've got to all kind of have those tools and resources we go back to, to pick ourselves up. I think for any listener, whatever you're grabbing out of this, one thing is any of that doubt, insecurity, the fear, you are not alone. I didn't know all that until I started coaching. And the reason I can say I know that now is because I coach some awesome folks and I'm in calls with them and... They have some unawesome things (laughs) that go on in their life, just like you and I do. And it's, I'm not going to say it's comforting to know that other people struggle, but there is a little bit of a, we're all struggling in this. And so, you know, for that listener, if there's one thing I said, just grab it and try it and implement it. Don't try to go do 10 because you won't. None of us can. We got capacity limits. Just grab one thing. And if it's date your spouse, go. If it's start doing quiet time, great, go do it. You know, if it's put together a vision statement, great, go do it, but just grab one thing, do it. And if it works, add another one.
1: That's great. And I, again, I want to thank you for your generous offer as far as the books are concerned. I think this is the first time we've had somebody in the podcast being offering their books to to our audience. So I really appreciate that. We'll make sure to put that in the no, uh, the show notes. So. Oh Thanks. yeah. Well, cool. I mean, you know, they got, they got to pay shipping, handling, so hopefully
0: they're all right with that. But, uh, yeah, It's just, I, they're, they're resources, they're tools and love to get them in people's hands. And if I never talk to the reader, then, Hey, that's, that's okay. I mean, I'd love to, but before I wrote my first book, there was a, a kind of a pivotal moment in my life. And I just felt this, uh, I didn't it kind of an audible of, Hey, hand over your story for a greater story. It was kind of this audible moment, uh, to key point in my life. And I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, there's things I got to do to make money, but there's also, things. It's like, hey, read just read the book. If it helps you, great. I'm I'm reading people's books and I'm not paying them. (laughs) I got a whole bookshelf behind me of people I've never given money other than buying their book. So (laughs) I I get it. I get it. That's cool.
1: There's a couple more questions that I want to ask. Maybe we'll, you know, kind of briefly sit on building team and culture, but then kind of go to overall insights. You have the privilege to work with, you know, kind of CEOs and leaders on a regular basis. Kind of talking about developing team, developing culture within their organizations. Like, what insights have you seen that have either been good or difficult for leaders to be able to kind of facilitate those types of you know positive movements within their organization? I'd be curious to know your thoughts.
0: You know, know, some of the the quick thoughts. I mean, I could expand on all of these, but you know, they're also super popular right now. Everyone's talking about, hey, you got to be a vulnerable leader, and you've got to be you know, people want to follow someone who's, you know, real and not always right. And I mean, we've got all these things and they're all great. I mean, I don't want to poo any of them. I, I do, in fact, uh, agree with them all. Uh, a, a couple additional thoughts on those, uh, w- those are all good, but we've got to, as companies be leading more with purpose and the people standpoint over growth of new products and profitability. All right. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And so if your company does not have a vision statement, if you don't have a clear and compelling vision, if you don't have meaningful, memorable values, I'm not talking about just a fancy plaque on a wall. I'm talking about you actually reward people based off of value. You celebrate people who hit that value during the week and you call it out the weekly meeting on Friday. I mean, if you are speaking about your vision and values often, then you are a great leader, a different leader than other leaders out there. When people left in 2020 for the great resignation, there's data coming out. It came out pretty quick too, even then, but it, a lot of stuff coming out now. I remember one you know, piece that 85% of the people left because their, their company didn't have a purpose, nor did they have a personal development plan for them. So you need to have a purpose as a company, not just go revenue, but you also need on that people piece, it's a healthy and productive culture. Let's have fun, but let's also, we got work to do. And people want to know you got a personal development plan for me. Hey, you know Kyle, we know you. We 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 see your skill set. You know we think you're on the right seat on the bus, and this is the path we see for you. And here's your development plan to help you get you there. And 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 it's not just a once a year performance review. It's an ongoing discussion. So purpose and people is a big thing. The other thing I'm seeing a lot, and um, which I'm grateful for, because hopefully I get to be a part of this wave. Is you're seeing great leaders who are figuring out how to incorporate the personal and the professional into their relationship with their employees, and what I mean by that is, is they're equipping them to be successful. I mean, the the amount of workshops I've been doing for companies is wh- a, a huge uptick, and and coming in and doing a, like a half day session where we are talking about, you know, I mean, you're, you're familiar with some of this content already, like the five capitals, talking about the five capitals. And hey, this is how you do it in your personal life, and this is how you do it in our professional life and our work life. And what's so cool about that is people get it. And because as the leader goes, so goes the company. So if things aren't going well at home, it's going to trickle over into your work. I think it's always been a problem. I don't know how they did it back in the you know the the days without phones, but it would still be on people's mind. But since we we live in now, we forget we forget about what it was like before. Here's the reality: is if you have an iPhone or you know, a, smart, but a smartphone, smartwatch, or anything, if you get in a fight with your spouse at 7 a.m. about who's picking up, you know Johnny, who's doing this, and you know I, you didn't ask if I you go to work happy hour, you're just now telling me like all any of those any of those fights that we all have more times than not that fight will continue. You'll be at your 9 a.m. meeting trying to have your A game and talking about how you. You can, you know, help the customer or do this and you get a text that's continuing on with the fight or towards the end of the day, you're ready to go home. And the last couple of hours of work are a little, you know, B performance because you're thinking about, oh, man, when I get home, I'm going to say this and then she's going to say this or he's going to say this and I'm going to say that. And so what happens is if home's not going great, if we don't have good relationships, if we don't have friends, if we aren't getting to the gym. If we're not finding quiet time, whether it's a prayer life or it's a meditation, it's going to affect how we lead at work. And leaders are figuring this out and realize, oh man, we can't just leave the personal life at the front door. We got to figure out, and, and, and we can't just say, hey, you go figure, okay, we, don't leave it at the front door, but you go figure it out yourself. Go, go read a book, go do a podcast. Instead, they're saying, hey, you know what, we're going to invest capital and we're going to use our time to help equip you to have success at home and work. And so it's been awesome. It's been great. So I think as a leader, figure out how to incorporate that in. Maybe you talk about, well, when I'd love to do a workshop, that'd be great. But if you don't want to bring me in or anyone else, at least start bringing up some personal stuff in the one-on-ones like, Hey, what are your professional rocks for this quarter? Okay, cool. What are your, what are your personal rocks? Oh, cool. You want to run a marathon? That's awesome. That's great. Oh, you want to see your parents more? Cause they're good. You know, they're aging. Great awesome, man. Let me know if I can help in any way, or maybe, you know, you can take a Friday afternoon off or something so you can, you know, travel over and see them, you know, whatever it is, but the leaders that are starting to equip their employees to have success at both home and work, I, they're the people that are going to have a greater retention, more engagement with their employees.
1: Yep. Excellent. Thank you. That was very, very helpful. So A couple of last questions before we wrap up, what sage advice would you offer a new entrepreneur or somebody that's just kind of starting out?
0: I would get a coach. Okay. And join a mastermind and you don't have to do any of mine or get me as a coach. Just what's what's
1: mastermind. Tell me about mastermind. A
0: mastermind. There's a lot. I mean, there's tons of masterminds in this country or world. Uh, masterminds can be, you meet locally with somebody or you meet virtually. A peer group is a, we're all, you know, like, we're just all buddies and we all meet. A mastermind has a facilitator, usually a coach who does it for a living, that brings content and really drives the the agenda, but also has a position of authority in the room to kind of challenge people and encourage people. But what the cool part is, is you got peers that are doing some of the similar stuff you are, some are further along, some are not, and they can talk to you and shared experiences and you meet up, um, for a coffee or for a beer at different times. And so that's, you know, when we all know peer groups or small groups and they're cool, they have their place. I'm in those as well, but a mastermind, it, it's got someone that kind of has authority is running things. I am a, a, the leader in some of those. I'm also the student and participant in some of them. Uh, so anyways, I, I'd get a coach, I would get a, a, a mastermind because you're going to need that encouragement. You're going to need the accountability and you need to learn some wisdom from other folks. I had a mentor tell me wisdom is spelled W-I-S-D-U-M-B because wisdom is learned from our dumb mistakes. And you know that there's some things that you don't need to do because enough of us have done it uh, the hard way and, and learned a thing or two. So I, I'd get a coach. I would get a mastermind. The other piece is solitude. There's a great book called Lead Yourself First. And it talks about how the decline in American leadership today, and it's not a political statement, it it talks about businesses, it talks about churches, it talks about military, it talks about everything. And it gives examples of the reason leadership's declining is people aren't doing solitude. And solitude gives you emotional balance and self-awareness. And I know in my own life, if I start my day and I've had great quiet time, man, man I'm kind of I don't want to call it steady Eddie throughout the day. I mean, I, I still have my, you know, kind of ups and downs, but they're just, they're not as big, you know, I'm more emotionally stable. I'm self-aware how I'm showing up to, to different meetings. But if I don't have that solitude, man, I, it, it it could be a
1: wild ride that day. That makes so much sense. Corey, I can't thank you enough for being on this podcast. If people wanted to uh, to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that?
0: Yeah. Well, the website, coreymcarlson.com. And in there is a weekly blog I send out that people can subscribe to. It's podcasts. It's all those. The biggest thing I'd like to say is back to that free book. Go get get, get a free book. Forward slash free book. Pay for shipping and handling. Get that. I am on social media channels. LinkedIn's the best place to find me. I love engaging on there. And so I think it's at Carlson Corey. I'm pretty easy to find.
1: (laughs) That's Awesome. Well, Corey, I um, I really enjoyed our conversation and thank you so much for just your purpose that you've brought to this conversation. And I'm just excited for your business and all that you're doing. So thank you so much for being on.
0: Well, Kyle, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, it was just great to get an X. So thanks for your support. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.